0: Hey hey everyone, welcome to the Craft Hot Sauce Podcast. This is your host, Brian, here. I got a, a few kittens uh sitting by my feet uh with the kind of the, the sunspots coming in, in the morning. We, we've been fostering some kittens. We had, we had six and now we're down to three. It's it's so sad. Tough seeing them go, but uh join their company. Uh so I On this podcast, I normally interview hot sauce makers and other chili-related folks across the world, but uh, on this episode, we're switching it up. I was the one being asked questions on the episode, which was recorded by the 495 podcast produced by Merrimack Valley Magazine. So I talked more about the initial creation of crafthotsauce.com, which we started in 2014, uh, it was supposed to be a really short project. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll i wait for the episode to get into it. But um, I also talk about kind of what ultimately led me to start my own line of hot sauce and answering some other great questions by their host, Doug Sparks. So let's get into the episode. And if you're interested in checking out other interviews with folks in the Merrimack Valley, uh, which is in Massachusetts, New Hampshire area, check out the 495 podcast.
1: And welcome to the 495. I am your host, Doug Sparks, editor-in-chief of Merrimack Valley Magazine. And Lou, I think you can tell I'm a little bit excited yeah. about the episode. You're today. Ringo
2: Sparks. We're talking I, about secondly right. looking kind of Beatles today. I, I
1: even, yeah, I even donned my <laughs> my special Beatles wig to get ready. It's weird the way my... I, I feel like my hair is, is kind of... I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to the barbers, so it it has a, a life of its own. No, it this is working. And changes. And... This is working big time. I know you've got a lot of different looks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and it's it's going through all of them. It's going <laughs> through all of them and
2: yeah, and back to you know uh, looks from from errors before my own. It's it's great though. It's nice that you can pull it off. I mean,
1: I, I've had the same look since you know
2: for 20 years. Yeah, well, you, you say that.
1: And... You say that. But there's also this kind of like. Like it's good to just like oh I, I look this way and I this this yep. is me and this is where I'm comfortable instead of like oh, maybe I should try this or maybe I should like always searching can can put you in a place of anxiety yeah well guys have that thing where they want they would like
2: different looks they'll experiment with different looks yeah. but they don't want to look like they're Working at it, too yeah, much, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. It just
1: happened. You, you, you kind of have to hide it. <laughs> you so, came in very excited today. I was very excited. Yeah, um, and it's funny because our guest today, I'll introduce him in a in a minute, wrote me probably what was like one of the most like considerate like introduction emails, where he's just kind of sounding me out to see if he wanted to get in the podcast, and he mentioned some, got into some specifics about the four nine five, yeah. and and just was like very very polite. Nice. And went was just. Like it was one of the most considerate like emails I've ever gotten from someone interested in being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Except he could have just written and said, "I have a hot sauce company. <laughs> I make. Hot Can sauce. I be on the podcast?" I yeah. would have said yes <laughs> because I love hot sauce and I love spicy food. I love spicy food since I was young. I was even thinking back like, um, I don't even think it was Auburn Pan then. You know the Auburn Pan in Harvard sure. Square, yeah. And there's that little tiny mall next to it. For a while, for a very short period of time, and it was kind of my introduction to craft anything. I knew craft coffee, but I didn't yep. think of it as craft coffee because I went to the Coffee Connection in Harvard Square and places like that. But there was a there was a booth, or like a little um, it wasn't even a booth. It looked like a little kind of wooden trolley that sold craft hot sauce. Hmm. This is decades ago. Yeah, it didn't last that long, but I just remember like this is amazing, and I would get you know whatever my allowance was, and I would get pick up like these <laughs> weird hot sauces, which tended to be. These, you know, some of them have these very extreme kind right. of macho, like you know, there was always a donkey with a flame yeah. coming out of its ass on the, the logo yeah. or something like that. The labels uh, are great. On yeah, but right. I was seeing like what was probably like the first signs of of some sort of craft hot sauce movement, and then it didn't it didn't last because you know in the nineteen whenever, you know, decades ago in Harvard Square, yep. there was only me. I was I was the only <laughs> I was the only guy sitting there. Uh, Brian. Anyway, let me introduce the guest. His name is Brian Roman from crafthotsauce.com, and he's the owner of Crack Hot Sauce. Brian, can you hear me? I can. Okay, so I have a lot of questions for you, but I want to start with, uh, with, with a big one. What is the hottest thing you've ever
0: <laughs> eaten? It was at the New York City Hot Sauce Expo, 2017, and the New York city hot sauce expo is like, I'm bugging out for th- the whole weekend because there's 50 hot sauce vendors um, from all over the world. There's 10,000 people. And, and, uh, just with COVID right now, I like, th- it would be so overwhelming to be there just because I haven't been around like more than 10 people in, in, in a long time. But like, uh, so they, they have eating competitions throughout the whole time. And one of them is the, uh, the volcanic pepper fiery, uh, pizza competition of doom. And (laughs) it's a, uh, I actually went out to lunch thinking that it was just eating a slice of pizza. That's 2 million Scoville units. So the, the, the sauce is all this, this, uh, natural Carolina Reaper ghost pepper sauce. Um, it replaces as the pizza sauce. And then there's, uh, extract pepper flakes. There's hot sauce on top of that. And you had to eat the entire pizza. Yeah. Um, and I was up against like eating uh, competition or er, like competitive eaters. And I was three slices in and then just like pins and needles coming down from my face. I was numb. And then I was just like, in this zone. And, and I, I didn't end up winning it because I couldn't eat a pizza, a whole entire pizza in six minutes like the, the winner did. But um, that was the hottest thing that I, I ever tasted. And, and I was numb um, and endorphins were flying for a couple hours after that. Yeah.
1: So did um,
0: did you hallucinate? Not hallucinate, but I was numb and I was in a good mood and I was like on cloud nine. Right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the weird thing about it, right, is you you it, maybe people who don't appreciate heat don't understand is there's this kind of blissful, like strange feeling oftentimes waiting for you on the other side.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've I've come to kind of accept it because like I, I do a lot of chopping peppers and uh, actually in harvest season, we get all our peppers, we wash them, we chop them and then put them in a freezer so we can kind of use them throughout the year. And all the time I, I get it all like uh, the capsaicin oil all over my hands and all over my feet. Yep. And there's not much you can do with it. So I just kind of learned to try to enjoy the pain and <laughs> enjoy the pins and needles. And, and uh, yeah, last year I, I did it in flip-flops and I had it on my feet. I, that wasn't a stupid move, but yeah, I had it on my feet uh, with the pins and needles and, and uh, the feeling of the capsaicin for probably like 48 hours.
1: Well, if, if you live to age 130, they're, they're going to have a pretty good idea of the effect of, of, of this stuff on people, <laughs> for sure. Um, so uh, you, you mentioned the getting the peppers. Do you get those
0: locally? I do, yeah. I get them from uh, Hutchins Farm in, in Concord, and that's I— where you, That's where you first started getting them, too. So you've been doing this since the beginning. Yep. Yep. So yeah, we uh, get all, most of it from Hutchins Farm. Uh, we get some of it from Kitchen Garden Farm in Sunderland. Uh, yep. And we, I grow some of my own peppers, That okay. uh, a few more unique peppers that aren't grown in many farms around here. Uh, but I'm always meeting new farms and looking about what they're growing. But I find that I get the best produce. Um, and it's just easier. And I, I love meat and the farms around me. So I, yeah. I always source local. Is, is the climate around here good for spicy? Because I, I guess I kind of had this feeling, or
1: I, I, maybe I picked up, who knows, maybe it's a myth, that the really, really spicy stuff needs to be grown in a warmer climate. Is that just an illusion that I've picked up over the years?
0: So there, I, I'm not like a scientist on this, but there's mm. A lot of people that say the the heat of peppers come from genetics, and it doesn't really matter. So some people say, "Oh, you need to stress out the soil," um, but generally, peppers grow best when the, when the soil is around eighty degrees, hmm. um, which is better in, in southern areas. And and there's uh, there's different. Uh, pepper plants that that grow uh, better in, in certain regions, and some of them that are, are really only uh, in some very small pockets, um, like the Daddle pepper. It's a very unique pepper that's only grown in St. Augustine and, and really can't grow in other places. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of the, the peppers like jalapeno, serrano, uh, ghost, habanero, those are a lot of ones that I use, and, and those are pretty easy to grow uh, throughout the US and other parts of the world, so um, yeah. Is it like wine, where year from year the
1: peppers taste slightly differently? Like, can you tell, like, like, oh, the crop in twenty nineteen yeah. was much better than twenty eighteen for such and such a reason?
0: Yeah, so I think that's with any food product, it can really vary. I'd say when I sourced my uh, jalapenos last year, the heat was much less. So I was taking my recipe from the, the previous year and I, I did the first batch. And I was like, whoa, this is a significant less heat on, on this one. So I had to kind of move around the, the recipe a little bit to bring that heat up. Um, so, yeah, I think like you get even from the same farm, you get one pepper and another. They're going to have different flavor and, and and heat to it.
1: Hey, is there a, is there a contingent in the, the hot sauce community who who sort of see it as not cool to focus on the heat? And I, I say this just because like I like I. Told you before the show, I used to work in specialty coffee, and there are certain people at a very high level where you start joking about like caffeine, and they they just think it's the least cool thing in the world to talk about caffeine, right? It's like somehow whatever they're doing is above that. Uh, like, is it are there people who think it's uncool to focus on the heat aspect because they're so uh, so focused on other aspects of chilies?
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think pe- a lot of people embrace the heat piece, uh, because I I think there's just a lot of... There's definitely those macho uh, men and women that are like, oh, I I can handle Mad Dog 357, which is like an extract sauce that's actually uh, uh, produced locally here in uh, Sudbury. But uh, I'd say a lot of people go for the, the flavor, but the heat is, is a big part of it. And I know uh, shows like Hot Ones, I don't know if, you, if you've seen that, yeah. where they uh, interview celebrities and doing hotter sauces. I mean, I, I think people can look towards those hotter sauces. And they, they a lot of times those Carolina Reapers are uh, taste amazing. But uh, I'd say a lot of people are, are searching for the heat. But, yeah, uh, there, there's some where people are just like, come on, man, like this is – what are, what are you trying to do here with this sauce besides hurt people?
1: Sure. Well, well, let's, yeah, exactly. So let's talk about the extracts because this is sort of an issue in the community, right? And for people who don't know about this, you have the heat from the natural pepper. And then there's something you do with a chemical process that will remove this heat, but it changes the flavor. It changes everything about that, right? So now you can get these, like, insane, like, painful, send you to the hospital, give you, uh, you know, a gut disorder level uh, you know, Scoville units, but it tastes like what, like, uh, like a diesel fuel or something, or like, it's, it's not a pleasant uh, taste that goes along with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've only had, I think two extract sauces. One was when I was uh, visiting mad dog and he was like, you got to try it. And I was like, okay, like I'm, I, I do everything once. Uh, and then, so I, I tried it then and I was like, man, this is, Crazy, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, from my perspective, and I like heat, and I think for some people I know, I like an intolerable amount of heat. But I've never had an extract. I'm not interested in an extract because to me, like, I I like the feeling. I don't want to push it to this like level where I'm just like inflicting pain upon myself to do it.
0: And I, I don't have a YouTube channel where it would boost my viewer count or something like yeah. that. Like- well, well, the interesting thing that uh, he was saying that I never thought of uh, was that he sells this extract to big food producers and that mm. if they need, they're making like a hundred thousand pounds of potato salad. And if they want to make it a uh, spicy potato salad, they put 10 drops in there, and then Mm. suddenly... So it can be very efficient for putting heat on things, but I think for the most part, people are buying it to torture friends. uh, And yeah, we we got a fantasy fantasy football punishment coming up where I'm (laughs) sending some sauces to my friend in Vietnam. (laughs) Yeah, so
1: speaking of Vietnam, uh, one of the things I find interesting about heat and hot foods and spicy foods is there's a tendency at least maybe up until recently traditionally for this to break along cultural lines in other words like Laotian food tends to be very spicy and hot some Indian food is very spicy um, uh, you know um, there's just different regions you can you can you know take your pick and then you have other regions where they don't seem to like any spice whatsoever And one of them if you would ask me to name one of the nations that that is least tolerant of spice traditionally. I would have said Ireland.
2: There you go. <laughs> because I knew people
1: growing up who were Irish, and if you cracked a little pepper on what they were eating, that would be like no, no, no. This what are you what are you doing? This is this is too extreme. All right. And yet your company is is has like an Irish vibe and an Irish name. Uh, so so where's the connection there between Ireland and crack hot sauce?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't come from hot sauce being everywhere uh, in Ireland. So I, I uh, went to college a year uh, in, in Dublin, um, my, my junior year of college, and then I moved back there for, for a job in, in 2014, and, and the job it was based in, in Ireland. So uh, my mom's part of the family is fr- uh, from Ireland, so I have my Irish passport giving me the ability to, to work in Ireland in, yeah. in, in the EU. and. Uh, The company that I was working for uh, called HubSpot, you had to start a a website and a podcast about something that you're passionate about. And I was growing peppers uh, with my dad uh, before I left for Ireland. And we, I think we had probably 200, 300 uh, habanero and ghost peppers. And we were not going to eat those. so We started making hot sauce. And while I was in Ireland, I continued with this website Ah, uh, crafthotsauce.com, and I was interviewing uh, hot sauce makers from all over the world, and and I was just really picking up on their uh, their passions and, and different cultures, and I was, and it was just very interesting to to hear all these different parts from it. So um, that's kind of when I was getting into hot sauce when living in Ireland, and I would be traveling on weekends to uh, say Berlin or Amsterdam or in Florence and meeting with hot sauce makers. Hmm. Um, but when I got back, uh, to America, uh, I, I was like, Hey, I, I want to start my own hot sauce company. And I was thinking about what do I want to have this brand be about? And, and I, I feel like growing up, just having a garden and, and being around a lot of local businesses, I thought kind of making it small batch, uh, being involved with the local community was, was a big piece, but another piece was like when I was in Ireland, like, you, you, you live, uh, you work to, to live. And I feel like in America, a lot of people live to work. And, and I really sense that, uh, importance of relaxing, being present with friends. Uh, if you're looking at your phone at the pub, people are like, what, what are you doing? Like, put your phone Like, like we're here. Um, and, and there's a good word to kind of summarize the fun and excitement, which is crack. Um, and so I kind of wanted that yeah, which, to be, which, by my,
1: the way, for people who are, are just listening, is c-r-a-i-c and, and people mispronounce yep. this sometimes i assume yep yeah yeah so they're like but it's pronounced crack hot sauce it's not meant <laughs> to be some like joke that this stuff is addicting this is a this is a gaelic word
0: yeah yeah, yeah. um and, and so i, I wanted kind of crack as, as our guiding principle is to to kind of have it at, be a good time uh interact with the community and and not take ourselves too seriously at, at times because I, I think people need to hang out have fun and and, and slow down a little bit yeah
1: so it's, it's interesting you know how like when you google things and now all of a sudden you start like your news feed you start seeing these things that have to do with your google terms and this is this is tough if you're a writer because you'll be doing research on some topic that you don't care about whatsoever yeah and then your feed is just filled with all sorts of like articles about like uh i don't know uh socks like specialty socks or something yeah. like that but it's interesting because with with crack my feed there's a lot of news from ireland coming into the feed now <laughs> and i know now the reason why <laughs> is because it has that word crack in there this isn't like like this sh- like like i just got one today about like what makes a good employee in the toy industry wow. and it's like well they have to have this crack this this like ability to kind of relax and let loose and, and sort of have fun and put your guard down wow
2: I just thought that was kind so we've of. We've cool. got an Irish term in our vocabulary now.
1: What's that? We've got an
2: Irish term in our yeah. vocabulary now. Yeah,
1: and I'm sure it doesn't it doesn't hurt that there is that kind of pun there too. Yeah. That this stuff is like ah, like I want more of that. I want more heat, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, it's it's an interest. You know, beyond Ireland, it's the Merrimack Valley is an interesting region because we do have a a big big populations of people who come from hot food you know hot food backgrounds and then mm-hmm. you have people who are exactly on the opposite and i have for sure and in my guess since you like hot food you've had this same thing i've had waiters and chefs come out in different restaurants and say are you sure you want to well, get that like if i'm ordering zechuan food or or korean food or, or whatever it is vindaloo where they try to talk me back from really? whatever i've ordered absolutely yeah. hmm. and then you have to come up with this way of of ordering to let them know no i really want it that spicy I'm not joking around. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, my thing has been, you know, when I keep, when I get a little pushback, is I, I'll ask the, the waiter or the chef, do you like spicy food? And if they say, oh, yeah, then I say, I want it as spicy as you like it.
0: <laughs> and then I get what I want.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Have you experienced that? Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, so, w- whenever we, well, we do cooks, probably with th- three or four four people, including me, and we cook at a commercial kitchen in Lowell, and, and I always take uh, the cooks out for, for lunch. They're not, they're not on salary yet, but they get they get a free lunch out of it, <laughs> right. um, and, and oftentimes, we go to Lauda Cafe, <clears throat> Lao Asian food, and yeah, they're like, how, how spicy? You want it like mild, medium, hot, or Lao hot? <laughs> right. And exactly. I got a Lao hot the first time. And there's only been a couple of times where I haven't been able to finish the food because of how hot it was. But yeah. I mean, it was so tasty. But yeah, I uh, I'm not on the the lao hot. Level.
1: Yeah, it's it, you feel I'm like you've been hot. poisoned. It's it's a really intense
0: <laughs> in in a good way. a really
1: really intense. Heat. There's a place called Fien's Kitchen. I don't know if you ever get a chance to it, they changed owners at one point point. now they've shut down. There's a place called Fien's Kitchen. It was a lay Ocean place in in uh Lowell, and it was fantastic. It was it was really amazing. But I remember eating a spicy dish there. Cause I told them I wanted spicy and they were like, sit down. We we got, we got something we've just taken out of the garden. We're going to give this to you. And I just felt my world kind of compressed. Like, I don't know if I was hallucinating, but I felt like I was kind of in a train and I saw this thing off in the distance and I knew it was going to hit me. And it did hit me. Yep. And I was, I was in such pain that I asked my friends not to talk to me. I remember saying, like, guys, just please don't. I didn't even want them to look at me. You know, like, it somehow yeah. I was in so much pain that I didn't even want their eyes yeah. to, to turn in my direction. It would have been, it would have been too much.
0: Yeah. I've seen some, some crazy stuff by going to some uh, hot sauce expos. Mm-hmm. I was in Portland, Oregon last year, and they have a Carolina Reaper eating competition. Yeah. And... There, there's this uh woman who was, she was uh was taking just like a carolina reaper chomp chomp next one chomp 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 <laughs> wow. she got 10 in and then just dropped them it, and just like stood like she looked frozen and then just like ran backstage and it's just like yeah man like it, it it those peppers are super hot and and yeah, they, they can, can really can, you, you can miss end, end up, body
1: even people with a tolerance can end up in the hospital if you go too hot, right? I I think I've heard of people who just like are really really pushing things and end up like like twenty four hours of misery level.
0: Yeah, so I I uh, I've actually done an interview with the the creator of the Carolina Reaper and the world's hottest peppers, and and supposedly it, it's kind of a, a chemical reaction of your body telling you it, it's hot, but mm. I think those reactions can cause some kind of bodily functions that might not be good for you. (laughs) Okay. So now that we've scared everybody, uh,
1: (laughs) one of the things I want to talk about
0: is your
1: hot sauces are not on this range. You're not doing the kind of macho donkey with the flame coming out of his butt level hot sauce. You're doing something else. So tell me about your hot sauces.
0: Yeah. So my hot sauces, I, I like to try to think about my sauces as Something that can add more flavor and evolve meals for anything that you eat, um, and I naturally just kind of think about what some of the pairings are that I like to eat. Uh, I mean, I I, um, I do eat meat, but I also have a lot of veggies and stir fry, and and just a, I think I, I kind of eat with within a wide range. So. Uh, I have a few different hot sauces. I have three now. I'm actually working on a fourth uh, this summer. And, and this is my favorite time of the year when the harvest season comes in. Um, but the first recipe I ever came up with was when I had no idea what I was doing. And it kind of worked. And I was like, well, I'm really surprised that this like didn't taste horrible because I, I had no idea what I was doing. But um, it was during the harvest season. We had habanero and ghost pepper, um, which, which are hotter peppers. And then I kind of made a base with... Uh, with onions, garlic, ginger. I thought, let's throw in some fruit, so I put in some pineapple. And uh, I was driving, I was seeing all these pumpkins were coming in. So I was like, let's roast some pumpkin because why not? <laughs> um, and it made a really unique uh, sauce. And I, I have a, a theory, which is not backed by anything, that the pumpkin uh, really kind of brings in the flavors and holds in the flavors of the, the roasted pineapple and onions mm. and garlic and ginger. Um, so, that actually went on to be the golden pumpkin, uh, which is a very unique sauce and, and on the hotter side with uh, habanero and ghost pepper. Uh, and then I also grew up like m- my dad would always get uh, a green jalapeno Tabasco. So, I wanted like a, a Verde sauce that um, can really put on any meal. So, uh, I have four different types of green chili. This one actually has 18 ingredients uh, that we source uh, all locally and has ha- uh, jalapeno, serrano tomatillos, peaches, cilantro, apples. Um, So that's a super flavorful, but mild sauce. Um, And then we just released uh, the Mill City Red, which is a fermented uh, kind of Louisiana style sauce. So it's kind of a minimalist sauce, but we have it aged for six months. Uh, It has some cayenne pepper uh, and some onions, garlic, uh, and beets as well.
1: Yeah, are uh, all or most hot sauces fermented? Is that part of the process?
0: You know, like a lot of people don't even know that there's a a lot of fermented hot sauces. So uh, I'd say when I come across like kind of in the craft hot sauce scene, I'd say maybe a a fifth or a quarter of them are fermented. A lot of them are are kind of cooked fresh, Uh, but fermentation really can change flavors and, and, and make some interesting combinations. So that's kind of where I'm moving within crack sauce, doing some more fermented sauces, um, just because I think it's a lot more unique flavors that you, you can make from it.
1: Yeah. So can you give us a hint at, at number four?
0: Yep. Uh, so I w- love like curry. Uh, and, and especially when I, was tra- I, I would, and when I was living in Ireland, I would travel to uh, the UK and, and especially Manchester. And, and Manchester has the, the curry mile um, mm. which I, I visited a few times, and it's just unbelievable flavor. So I want to make a curry-style sauce, uh, a little bit more of a, a tomato base, which I've never done before, and uh, using some different peppers like scotch bonnet peppers, um, some Hungarian wax peppers. So this one's kind of un, uh, under development right now, which is which is always a fun time with some some taste testers and, and, and batches. But, it's, yeah, it's going to be a curry style. Yeah, so how long is the process usually? So, it can take as little as four to six weeks, and then you can go as long as you want. Um, so, I have typically done about a, a six-month uh, ferment with, with uh, the Mill City Red, but for kind of the experimental purposes, I'm doing about four to six weeks just so I can kind of taste the flavor before I start scaling up that recipe.
1: Yeah, hey, uh, for people who who aren't food industry, like you know, we're talking fermentation, and, and you know, we. We remember that, that not everybody kind of gets why we're talking about this. Why do you
0: ferment chilies? What's the point? So fermentation uh, creates a kind of evolution of flavors uh, and with kind of healthy bacteria. Uh, a lot of people like fermented food because there's a lot of good bacteria that's good for your gut. Um, and it's also just a little bit easier for me uh, kind of storing wise because Throughout the year, I'm doing a lot of my planning. Thinking, how many bottles am I going to be producing this year? How many? How am I going to be selling? How much pepper am I going to be buying? And then I store it in a freezer. So fermentation is a little bit easier because you you can put it into uh, buckets and then have it stored for when you want to use it. And you can have those buckets age and continually evolve in flavor uh, for for years. But it's kind of uh, unique because it it develops some some different uh, flavors uh, and the, the combination of, of different ingredients uh, working together uh, can can really create some tasty sauces and, and other things like kimchi and and pickles and, and there's a whole host you can really ferment a lot of different things
1: yeah so uh, you mentioned the health aspect and I, or health aspects and I wanted to to get into this on a on a few different um few different levels you mentioned you have vegetarian friends who who like to use hot sauces. And I think what's interesting is is a lot of people now have restrictive diets. It might be gluten-free, it might be ketogenic, it might be vegan, it might be vegetarian. For whatever reason they're restricting their diets. And the problem then is your your options are now limited and you have to get you find creative ways to make your food interesting. Right? And one of the ways is to use hot sauce. Right? Absolutely. And, and it I also just it also makes me think like other 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 healthful, healthy aspects of, of, um, of using hot sauce that, that people might not
0: be aware of. So I, 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 every once in a while stuff pops up on like kind of my Google alerts that I have about hot sauce and, and there has, have been, uh, researched academically researched, uh, reports that capsaicin can actually, uh, help, uh, kill cancer cells. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something that I didn't really believe until I actually saw an academic research report come out about it. Um, but I, I think personally it's, it's good for the soul <laughs> just because like you can add a little bit onto any food and, and it's just providing uh, a lot of extra flavor. And just like, I feel like sometimes if you're looking at your fridge, you don't have a lot to bring with you. Um, I, I was a kind of a rower, so I would always eat ton and I'd be traveling a lot. And a hot sauce bottle is perfect because it's really easy to bring around and you could uh, kind of th- throw it on food and it would bring in additional 12 ingredients for, for a lot of other hot sauces that have those ingredients. So um, I'd say personally, like I know there are some health benefits and, and but it, it can, you got to be sure to look at the bottle because like our hot sauce actually uses 20 times less salt than you get in sriracha. Mm -hmm. Um, So for some people that uh, are trying to cut out uh, salt out of their their diet, you have to also be looking at the nutrition facts. I wouldn't say all hot sauce is healthy or or unhealthy.
1: Yeah. So uh, you you have a website, you make hot sauces, and you have a podcast. So the website is crafthotsauce.com where people can go and order – Hot sauce is made by other companies and you even have like a is, is a subscription box, a subscription service. How do you describe it?
0: Yeah, it, it's uh, kind of a curated box. So we we uh, do podcasts. We share stories through people's kind of written submissions. And, and our big thing is trying to share share the sauces with the stories. Uh, and so we have people that sign up for kind of getting three sauces every month to every three months. Uh, and, and we kind of curate sauces from all over all over the world for them.
1: Yeah. But how does that work in terms of like competition, right? Like, because you're making something and wouldn't you be competing with these other companies that also make similar hot sauces or, or like, is there something in the nature of the community where where the normal rules of competition are maybe a little bit different?
0: Yeah. So I, it's it's a very fast growing industry right now, but I interact with a lot of hot sauce companies every day, every week. And I've just been amazed and really surprised at this point that I've come across very few kind of sour, sour people. And and, and I think a lot of people are trying to uh, help other hot sauce companies just spread the word about craft hot sauce and kind of take an edge from some of those larger t- traditional uh, hot sauces that have been. Uh, in the market for for years. So I, I think it's, it's actually very similar to the the craft beer industry that um, the craft beer that has taken a, a big cut out of some of the um, more traditional uh, and, and legacy beers that have been out there for, for a while. So I think it's, it's a very fast evolving uh, spot, but I think everybody's in it to try to kind of bring more awareness to craft hot sauce. And um, I, I think my my own Uh, Line is terrific, but uh, I I always kind of recommend some of my favorite sauces to anybody that's suggesting other sauces. Yeah, well, I mean, the the craft
1: beer analogy is interesting because I I, I mean, I kind of remember like maybe the generation or the the two generations back before mine, if people drank beer, if they were beer drinkers, there was one beer they liked. They liked say Budweiser or Michelob or whatever it was. Uh, Heineken, maybe if they were a little bit exotic, (laughs) <laughs> right. And they weren't really interested in changing. But like with a lot of people who are to craft beer are not just, oh, I find, uh, you know, this one thing I like and that's all that I'm ever going to drink. They're looking for novelty and they're looking for new something kind of new and something a little different and with rare ingredients or like, does that become a burden over time? Is, is there like pressure to constantly find something like new or to adopt some new trend or you know, go in some new surprising direction?
0: Yeah, I'd I'd say it's very hard to differentiate yourself as as a craft hot sauce uh, Mm -hmm. business because you think about any recipe. uh, Actually, I've I've heard of a few uh, banana-based hot sauces that, like, really focus on banana Mm -hmm. hot sauce, which is something that, like, I didn't even hear about four years ago. Yeah. Um, But I, I think to... People that are trying to differentiate, I, I think it's kind of, why did you start making hot sauce in, in the first place? And and I think we are, I, I am seeing a real connection to local, but also people that are really going out actively searching for that new perfect hot sauce that is just that perfect amount of heat with like a hint of smokiness. Um, so that's what we're trying to do at crafthotsauce.com is just connect chili heads with the, the hot sauces that they're most likely to love or, or also connect with, with their uh, story about what they're doing. Because I think some people, um, Small Axe Peppers, they, they started out uh, in Bronx, New York, and, and they source all their peppers from urban community gardens and then reinvest the, the proceeds into uh, other community gardens. And so they've actually, now they have 65 cities uh, across uh, America that uh, are growing peppers that they source. Uh, and then there's other hot sauce companies that donate uh, 10% of their proceeds to uh, the Rainforest Trust Foundation. So I, I think there's a lot of great, uh, kind of mission driven hot sauce companies that, that people connect to as well.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't know if you guys um, watch the news today. Uh, you might not be aware of uh, the breaking news. We're in the midst of a nationwide Dr. Pepper shortage have you heard about this i did see that yeah okay so i just read the headline uh, right 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 (laughs) we'll get through it we'll get through it uh and and then sort of the the reason you know the company seems to be putting forth the reason why it's hard to get dr pepper is because so many more people are are drinking at home because they used to go into a a restaurant you know where you have whatever so it's like something kind of novel and for whatever reason doctor people want to drink dr pepper at home during this and i'm just wondering about like like in, and I, I've always been into hot sauce. I love hot sauce as I was young. But for sure, the amount of hot sauce I've been buying has gone up yeah. during COVID. Am I the only yeah. one? Is this a trend? Are you seeing more and more people get into this right now because they're stuck at home?
0: 100%. Yeah. I think there's. it's kind of twofold. It's like people like you that uh, are, are cooking more and they're like, oh, what can I do to spice this up or add to a marinate? Uh they're, they're looking at hot sauce. But I think there's a lot of hot sauce companies that are starting out, too. Uh, I actually, right when coronavirus started happening, I was looking at my website analytics, and it I wasn't doing anything totally different than I had in the past few years. But my website traffic suddenly went up 20%. And a lot of people were saying, hey, I'm just starting to I, – I just got laid off. I want to start my own hot sauce company to – try to to build some revenue and everything so i think a lot of people are starting hot sauce companies now uh, but i think all at the same time they're looking to their farmers markets local grocery shops thinking about what can they add to their meals and and hot sauce i think is is a perfect fit for people uh, that that do a lot of home cooking
1: yeah uh, other than your website where do where do you sell this stuff how do people get it
0: yeah, so I do a couple of farmers markets. Uh, so I do the, the Lowell farmers market at, at mill number five. Yeah, that's uh, I a, also, is that Sunday? Is that yep, Sunday? that's Sunday. Okay. Yep. Uh, so you are there 11. in
1: person. So people can go this Sunday, put your mask on, and buy some, some crack hot sauce. Is that correct?
0: I, I'm actually taking a couple weeks off, okay. but I'm going to be there after Labor Day. After Labor Day. Um, okay. and, and same thing with the Andover farmers market, uh, which is on Saturday. Okay. What uh, about local stores? Yeah. So I have I'm uh, cold calling heading into shops and doing that. So, uh, I, I'm at, uh, uh, Alpine butcher, uh, navigation brewery actually sells my sauce and, and Gormley's and purple carrot in Lowell. Hmm. Uh, and then I also started selling it in Concord at, at Concord cheese shop, barrel farm, uh, endeavors, natural Gour- gourmet. So that's part of my strategy. I'm thinking, uh, with this winter going on, uh, indoor farmers markets. I I don't know if they're really going to be happening. So I'm looking at some ways so I can continually be selling my sauces uh, if we're going to be kind of going back into a a lockdown. So uh, I'm I'm continually reaching out to stores around the area and uh, I've been enjoying it. I've been in kind of sales for a while and actually uh, I thought I would hate it, but I actually ended up kind of loving sales just with the interactions and, and meeting people and um, believing in in the products that you that you're selling, so uh, I'm continuing to to add my sauces to more stores in the area. And, and just to clarify, you you um, you're doing this full
1: time right now, but this is this is a recent change, right? You were doing this as a side gig. Now you're doing it full time. How long have you been doing it full time?
0: Yeah. So June second was yeah. I finished my job. Was that
1: terrifying? I, was was that more terrifying than than eating the Carolina Reaper? To just so, say I'm gonna, this is it. I'm diving in. He still took a deep breath before. He <laughs> <answered>. <laughs> it
0: it wasn't scary for me, and and uh, I think part of that is I came from uh, I've come from a very privileged position, in that I uh, had some savings built up. I also was working on this business for a few years, so mm-hmm. it's not like I started it before. And and I was uh previous to this, I was at a startup where I had some big ups and downs and kind of got some tougher skin and, and, and used to that feeling. So I, I kind of knew how to deal with the emotions for it. And I, I was feeling really burnt out towards the end, uh, kind of come May. And and I was like, I don't, I don't know if, if I, I can want to keep up with this and with kind of doing my full-time job and feeling like I, I was kind of Suppressing some of the uh, creat- creativity, uh, creativity, and and other uh, kind of tasks that I, that I love doing. So I was like, hey, I'm I'm gonna go for it full time. Uh, I want to give it a good go. And and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But uh, I, I definitely have regrets if, if I didn't go for it. And, and I think um, it, it's been uh, it's been great. I, I think it, it's. Uh, I also did a business accelerator program with uh, Eforall, which is um, kind of works with Lowell and Lawrence businesses that uh, I got paired up with three mentors. They kind of took me through all the different pieces of starting a business. And so that was super helpful for me to have like a cohort and community of other entrepreneurs. So I didn't feel like I'm all alone. Um, And I've learned so much through this program too. So I I really feel fortunate for kind of having E4ALL kind of help me develop as a business uh, and, and really kind of get me, ready for for the next phase
1: yeah well as you, i think you know I, I you've won me over and i have been ordering ever since we had that initial email exchange i've been ordering my hot sauce through uh, uh, crafthotsauce.com and uh you know you've been you've been keeping me in in the heat i want to ask <laughs> about one thing before i turn this over to lou because lou always has some questions i want to ask about your podcast because you started this almost as like a it, podcast was critical in the beginning you're still doing that podcast so what's yeah. the podcast what's it called what sort of things do you talk about on a on a, a chili hot sauce oriented podcast
0: yeah yeah so the the name isn't the most unique one but it's craft hot sauce podcast i feel like i had to keep the the craft hot sauce with the the craft hot uh, but m- what i do is interview all different types of chili hot sauce related folks uh, some of them are hot sauce uh, business owners other ones are farmers um, and i've actually through kind of inbound marketing and and my newsletter which which has grown pretty significantly i, I just uh, get introduced to people from all over the world and they kind of share hey I, i'm in zimbabwe and and kind of working with uh youth to get them into agriculture and i was like whoa that sounds really interesting like Would you want to talk about it on the podcast? They're like, yes, like this is what we're trying to kind of share about what we're doing. So I'm always searching for people that are are really passionate about what they're doing and might not have a platform to uh, kind of easily share share their message out with other kind of like minded folks. So um, I'm always looking for interesting guests for throughout the world. And and I try to learn more about kind of their drive and passion because that's kind of what really hooked me into hot sauce. It wasn't that it was all of a sudden it's like, Whoa, I made a hot sauce batch. And then I am like in love with it. It's, I kind of was a vampire feeling like other people's passions and drive and, and, uh, how they're looking to spread their flavor or culture through their, their hot sauce. And, uh, so that that's what I'm continuing to doing is kind of interviewing people, um, not not a ton of structure, kind of kind of similar and not saying that you don't have a lot of structure with this one. But, yeah, just kind of getting to know people about what, what they're doing. And uh, and we always try to also highlight kind of local music, uh, music guests, because I, I love um, also stumbling across music that I wouldn't otherwise find and, and try to give them an opportunity to kind of.
1: Are you interested in all genres or are you into a particular type
0: of music? Uh, I think I, I'm, I'm really into all genres. Uh, I, I probably listen to folk, alt rock, uh, it, probably that, that the most, but I, 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 love all different types of music too.
1: Yeah. You know, I, it, and we've, uh, you know, I emailed you about this cause I was so excited. I saw on the internet, a picture of Clint Conley from Mission of Burma, one of my favorite bands growing up, Mission of Burma, uh, very important, uh, you know, post-punk, um, Boston band wearing a crack hot sauce hat. Oh no! And I, 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 really? I, was, I was so excited. Yeah. So I had to write to you about that. That was very very cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lou, do you have any questions? Yeah, Brian?
2: several. Brian, you've got me interested during the this interview. You've got me interested in the prequel, so I want to flesh that out a little bit. How did you end up in hot? How did you end up a hot sauce mogul? What was the path that
0: got you here? So, I think it was that I. I started getting into business and thinking about entrepreneurship uh, towards the end of my time at, at UMass Amherst. And uh, I read a book, uh, Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week, and it kind of blew my mind. I was like, whoa, like you don't need to go to business school to start a business. Like you can start a business by yourself and and, and make it uh, sustainable. And, and so I, I think it was when I was taking some business courses at college, I, I was thinking about entrepreneurship and, and also my love for traveling. Uh, and then when I was at HubSpot, I was consulting and selling to very small businesses, talking about digital marketing. And and then that's when I had the hot sauce website and I was like, whoa, I'm really passionate about this. And this is kind of with food and travel and, and music combined into one. I think that's when I was starting to piece together. It's like, huh, I wonder if I can actually make this, a business, and and it took a long time to kind of get to where I am today. But um, I, I think it was kind of an evolution. But there was a few moments, whether those be books or listening to other podcasts or interviewing other successful uh, hot sauce business owners, that that I really wanted to to go for it.
2: If I get it correctly, you made a batch of hot sauce, and then this evolved into the business. What what was the genesis of that moment? What made you decide? You know, I'm going to try to make this.
0: Yeah. I, so I I think it was. Just pure boredom plus <laughs> a, a surplus of 150 habanero peppers because what uh, I didn't want to throw them out. And yeah. and uh, having a, a few weeks off before a new job, it was awesome. And I was like, just gave me the time to make a, a batch of hot sauce for the first time.
1: Were you into spicy food? Sorry to, to jump yep, on your question. Were you into spicy food when you were young? Or was that, I, I remember the first time I
0: had a, a buffalo chicken sub, I was like, oh, like <laughs> it just like kind of shocked my mouth. I was like, what was that? And then I, then I tried one that was like when I was 12 years old. Mm. And then like for when I was 14, I had tried it again. And I was like, Whoa, like, this is really good. So yeah, I, I, I wasn't like a spice nut, but I, I did like kind of that, that spice level where you're almost sweating. Um, but I, I think that's kind of built up over time for sure.
2: Why do we want hot? You guys went through a chapter and verse uh, talking about some of your experiences and some what sounded like some pretty unpleasant experiences, <laughs> although you said it while you were laughing. Why do people crave hot, and why do people like to get to that point uh, in terms of ingesting that much heat?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's it's something where y- you just kind of get some some extra feelings <laughs> from, from from eating, and, and uh, I, I think spice really does a lot of times when it is spicy. There's some incredible flavors that uh, come out that you haven't tasted before, which is kind of ultimately why I love spicy foods is is for the flavor. But I think it just adds another element to your, your eating experience uh, is that dimension uh, of heat. And so I'm always looking for something that, that's not going to make my meal unpleasant because it's too heat, too hot. But uh, I, I do like kind of that, that threshold there where it's just perfect and, and gives me uh, a, a little bit of a sweat or, or uh, uh, kind of a, yeah,
2: I worked at a radio station group, and we had a client who was a Thai restaurant, and uh, the salesman would take us out and would patronize them about once a week, and we'd go. And the thing was, for the group, if we didn't come back with our lips numb, you know, we didn't go hot. <laughs> so I'm not quite where you guys are, but I do like a little bit of a tingle. But I don't like, st- as I call it, stupid hot. From a recipe yeah. standpoint, what's the difference between stupid hot and flavorful? <laughs>
0: Definitely the person (laughs) because I I, uh, cook uh, uh, for my fiance a lot and like what's perfect for me is uh, uneatable for her. So there's that balance. Mm -hmm. But um, I'd say definitely being being aware of what peppers you're using because my hottest uh, hot sauce with the the golden ghost pepper, about 20% of the bottle is peppers uh, compared to my 40 shades of green chili, that verde sauce, which is mild. That's about forty percent, hmm. so there's a much higher percentage of, of peppers, but they're on a much milder spectrum, so knowing what peppers you're you're cooking with can can be a big difference and um, it, you can look up kind of heat levels of different peppers uh, pretty easily on the internet
1: yeah so so people who want to try your sauces and they're they like mild, they just want a little bit yeah they're, they're going to go with the green sauce what's that called yeah. Uh, Forty Shades of Green Chili. Forty Shades of Green Chili. If you want spicy, you're going to go with Golden Pumpkin, which happens to be my favorite. And then the middle oh, I uh, want to is try the red. That. S- it's it's good. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It is definitely. It, my I'm favorite. a New England boy, so anything pumpkin, it, I'm good. Right, <laughs> of course. Well, it gives it a kind of like I like a lot of Caribbean hot sauces, which are sort of mustard based, mm-hmm. and it gives it that weird, almost like mustardy sort of like zip that I just I really like. I, I mean, yeah. yep. I, 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 and, and I'm sorry, the uh, the middle, the red sauce is what's that yeah, called Yeah, it's, it's the Mill City Red. Mill City Red. Made in Lowell, Massachusetts.
2: All right, now, yeah. while we're <laughs> on the peppers, you mentioned earlier in the program that genetics have a lot to do with it, and I think you're talking about pepper genetics. Is there a market, that, that begged the question for me, is there a market out there for stud pepper seeds? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, really? Yeah, uh, yes. So and Ed Curry is, uh, he has all these pepper uh, awards for the hottest peppers, but there's been many people that have tried to uh, go onto his farm, steal his peppers to start growing them himself and he's had to invest in security but also telling people about he has fake farms in in these areas so people are are kind of distracted and try to go somewhere else so he's using um, subterfuge pepper (laughs) subterfuge yeah Yeah, so yeah that's a a big thing nothing that i ever want to get into i I know if i I need to go for the the hottest peppers i I know who to call but uh yeah that's that's not for me
2: All right, now I'll let you go with this one. What are some of the more unusual applications for hot sauce, food pairings, things like that, that you do yourself or you've run into? Good
0: question. So I think my favorite one, uh, which came uh, was was a joint uh, experience with me and my college roommate, we had hummus with hot sauce, Parmesan cheese, and then dipping pretzels or carrots into that. So that is my all-time favorite. Um, it's funny though. But, the, the,
2: the most unusual part of that for me was the Parmesan cheese. I'm going
0: Parmesan cheese is key. <laughs> uh, but I actually make steel cuts oats a, a lot in the morning and I love putting, uh, the 40 shades of green chili just cause it has a lot of flavor, uh, and putting, uh, hot sauce and smoothies as well. Ooh, I yeah. Like
1: I mean, there are definitely some interesting foods that people don't f- that. If you add a little kick to them, it, like, I, I'll occasionally put, like, chili flake in in an herbal tea. Oh, chili flake night. everywhere. Especially yeah. if my, my throat hurts a little bit. It's, yeah. It feels really good for my throat. Coffee, you can put a little chili flake. And, I, and I'm not the first person to have done yeah. this. I think this historically, chili was put in drinks like chocolate and things like that. that yes. g- gave it a kind of a little kick. And maybe it was good for the health. You know, who knows? Uh, my wife was very excited because she found out yesterday that there, some place is, is selling a... Um, you know, like a very spicy type of of hot pepper ice cream. Oh, I'm I'm yeah. not a sweets guy. Yeah. but she was very excited because she figured, ah, here's something with with hot peppers that you've never had. And she <laughs> yeah. was, she I, was I, I've was,
0: done that before. I had um, some black cherry, uh, Carolina Reaper sauce that on um, vanilla ice cream. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I suggested to everyone. And I say I, I know I sound crazy, but until you try it, yeah. See, I get it. I I'm,
1: I'm not a sweets guy, but I I get why that would be good because you have. Just like a nice combination of salt and sweet, and and even just like the temperature, I think it would be fun mm-hmm. to kind of have something as cold as ice cream, but yet have it like bring a little bit of fire. Let's
2: go. Yeah. Uh, let's go the other way. Talk about pairings within the hot sauce itself, because pumpkin came up in this conversation, mm-hmm. and that's something I wouldn't have thought of. I, not I don't want you to give away any secrets, but uh, have anything in the in the banks that you, you've been interested in trying out.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, when I think about a hot sauce recipe, I I just try to kind of what Doug was saying with the the salt and sweet. uh, I I always try to kind of create a a good base with some heat, some sweetness, uh, oftentimes from uh, fruit or vegetables. Uh, I always have vegetables and usually a base of of onion and garlic, uh, sometimes some ginger. Uh, and so I'm trying to think about like, what are the vegetables, uh, some that are are kind of more of a base, like I use a lot of carrots, uh, in in hot sauce that provide a kind of a sweet base for, for things to attach on. But then I think about the peppers so that the peppers have their own distinct, beautiful flavors oftentimes, but thinking about what would pair well with this, with, uh, the pepper. So the, the habanero is real fruity and hot. So if, if I'm going with that kind of fruity I I might pair it with uh, another fruity thing like, like peach or or mango. Um, So I kind of think about with a new recipe is like what's a style or what's a pepper or ingredient that I want to highlight and then start kind of working around that and definitely some trial and error. But a lot of times I I take some time to think about kind of a combination of foods that might work well together. Um, And so with this curry sauce, um, I, I won't release all the ingredients yet, but the, I'm, I'm thinking about when I'm making curry myself, what are some things that I'm using, like lemongrass and ginger hmm. and, and and other uh, kind of other ingredients that might work well with it.
1: Yeah. Well, the the air conditioning at my, uh, my house fell apart yesterday. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I'm going to go home and uh, I'm going to grill dinner tonight. I'm going to get out my Weber grill and I'm going to be pairing whatever I eat. With golden pumpkin hot sauce from uh, from Crack Hot Sauce for sure. So uh, the guest today has been Brian Roman from CraftHotSauce.com. Brian, thank you so much for coming on today. I really really appreciate it. I had a blast. Hope you had a good time. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, right on. Uh, next week our guest is going to be James Mabry, who's the president of Middlesex Community College. I hope everyone will listen, and I'll see you then. Take care.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode. We have all the sauces I mentioned on crafthotsauce.com and some other curated hot sauce boxes. Uh, the Female Founded Flavors box has been popular uh, and some delicious sauces made by some awesome people. Uh, we also got the Sweet Heat box uh, and the wave box. So be sure to check out some of those hot sauce boxes and subscribe and leave a review to our podcast. We are super... Uh, appreciate it. And you also get notice when the next episode is up. See you later.